In fact, one of the happiest moments in my life is when I'm preparing an offering on Saturday or on Monday night or Tuesday afternoon or Saturday night to come to church. We, in our house, we don't prepare our offering on Sunday morning. No, no, no. We do it on the Saturday before we sleep. And if it is tight, you see mommy and she's very busy filling the forms and then I do the physical counting of the money. I'm the cashier of the house. So I would do the counting, especially when I'm there. And then mommy would normally do the checks. And when we are doing it, we are so happy. We are so happy. Tomorrow we are going to church. The, the zeal with which I iron my clothing is the same zeal with which I prepare the offering. In fact, I never walk into a service. And when I walk into the service, I'm waiting for the preacher to say something. Then I start scratching my head about what to give. No, before I get to church, I've already determined to honor God. Today I was preparing my offering for this evening and I, I took the amount I was going to give. And then when I counted it and put it in the envelope, I saw another money, um, 50 Ghana cities, was sitting on the bed. And I said, hey, this money, I can't put it in my wallet. I took it and I opened the envelope for the offering and I added it to it. I was even afraid to take that money and put it in my pocket. I'm sure if the Bible had not written that it is because Ananias didn't bring all the money. That is why he died in the church. I'm sure you and I, in the days of Ananias, if they had told his relatives, because your father or your uncle did not take all the money and kept some of it, that is why Peter spoke and he died and spoke and your mother died. I'm sure the children will say, no, it's not true. Just not giving God money cannot kill. But brother, it can be punishable by capital punishment. We've seen it in the Bible many times. So he said, the tithe is holy unto the Lord. Something that is holy unto the Lord belongs to God. Keep going. Verse 31. If a man will at all redeem out of his tithe, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. Hey! That means if you make a mistake and spend the tithe this month and you are bringing it next month, you have to add 20%. Hey! Before savings and loan and credit union came into this world, God was practicing it in the Old Testament. God is a banker. He said the money is holy. So if you keep it like maybe we say Thursday, 2nd September, you have received your salary. You refuse to bring the tithe. Then after two weeks, you got up and carried the tithe and you are bringing it. You have delayed it by two weeks, so God is charging interest. Everybody say, God charges interest. Because it is holy unto the Lord, so by holding on to it, you have borrowed his money. And if you make mistake and use it for school fees, that is when, when the child's results come. D, E, F. And you don't know what happened. You stole God's money to pay school fees. So your child is sitting in the class. They said two plus two. He says, sir, sir, sir. Two plus two. He says, sir. They say, hey, Michael. He gets and says, two plus two, 20. 
They say, Aqualana bong, Aqualana moye, ni papa e kronfo. The father is a thief who has stolen God's money. In fact, the father is a robber. Hey! His brother should preach in at all. And if you use the tithe to go and dowry a wife, that is the one which the day after you marry her, she will look at you and say, the curse has fallen on the mouth of your wife. You go for deliverance, it's not working. They cast out the demon. The demon said, I will not go. Haven't you seen demons? They cast out, they say, they won't go. I remember when we were in tech, we were going to do deliverance. We said fasting and prayer. We all fasted. And we're now going to do deliverance. And you know the way we normally do ministration. There was this brother who didn't fast. And went to cast out a demon. I don't know how the demon knew. The demon looked at this brother and said, Shall you, you. <laughs> Look at Fufu in your stomach. You want to cast me out. I will not go. You have eaten. You broke the fast. The brother looked for another place and disappeared. He just, he, he just disappeared. So God said, if any man will redeem it at all, and that's because there may be a time, maybe you were holding the tide, and your wife came to you and said, honey, I'm sick. I must go to hospital. The money is 20 Ghana. The tide is two cities. The hospital wants all the 20. And so you took the 20 and gave it to your wife to go to the hospital. God will not fight you for using the tithe to go and treat yourself. But you must know that you are owing him the 20 plus 20% interest. So the day you decide now to return the tithe, remember the interest must accompany it. I like the way nobody clapped. Now you are talking. Now you are talking. We are studying God's accounting principles. The statutory nature of tithing. Go to verse 32. Verse 32. And concerning the tithe of the head or the flock, even whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Verse 33. You shall not search whether it is good or bad. And you shall not change it. If you change it at all, then behold the one that you change. And what has been changed shall be holy. It shall not be redeemed. That is why today I counted some money. I was bringing it. When I did it, counting it is like the sheep passing under the rod. Because in those days, the rod will stand. The man will stand with the rod. And they say, Yani, ye, Anything that passes under the road. And in your case, whenever you are counting money, the road is your hand. So sometimes maybe you are trying to put money in an envelope. And you made a mistake. You wanted to give 50 Ghana. And when you counted, 70 entered the envelope. Then you remove the 20 from the envelope and now put it in your back pocket for cocoa. <laughs> I remember one day I was preaching in one night, I think I was going to meet somebody or something. So I took some money, it was about 700 Ghana cities, and I put it in my pocket. And um, it was in my wallet. 
I said, oh, after the service, when I meet the person, then I'll give the person the money. During the offering, I removed the wallet. Were you in that service, mommy? Yeah. I removed the wallet. I tried to take some out for the offering. Then the whole thing poured down. No, everything in the wallet poured. I said, this is the one you shout, I'm dead. Or I'm finished. I said, hey. So am I now going to collect this thing? And put it on my pocket. I just said, it's okay. God has collected it, it's fine. So I left it on the stage. Somebody said, what do you do? When I closed the service, I went and sat in the car. As soon as I sat in the car, the driver said, Dad in Pacho, envelope will be able to sit in also. Whilst you were preaching, as soon as we closed the service, somebody came and gave me what's for you. So I put it on the seat. So the person I was going to give the money to, I called the person, I gave the person $200, and the other is Tendikim Bunusu. Listen, God is a faithful God. He will bless you if you are faithful. But if you think you are wiser than him, oh, one day you will realize that God is the all-wise God. And as for you, you are a careless, undiscerning person walking on the face of the earth who sometimes think you are wise, but you are not. You may labor for many, many years, but because you are not a titan, the devourer can rise up one day and spoil everything that belongs to you. It shall, you shall not redeem it. Verse 33, verse 34. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. So everybody says it's a commandment. Yeah, and something that is commandment, it means that the thing is statutory. It means it's not something you can choose to do or not to do. It's a commandment. So a commandment is not something you choose. Um, Lord, I want to do it. Lord, I don't want to do it. No, it's a commandment. It's a commandment just like thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Remember the Shabbat and keep it holy. And I've taught you in this church that even the Shabbat, everybody has got his form of Shabbat you are supposed to keep. God worked for six days and rested on the seventh day because he had finished his work. And every one of us, there is a time you are supposed to finish your work and rest. I have a friend who says, if you don't rest, you will be late to rest. If you don't rest, you will be late to rest. In other words, you will die early because you are refusing to rest. So the statutory nature of tithing. I, I told you from the beginning that there are two groups of people who tithe. Those who do it in order to influence God to do something. And number two, those who do it in response to something God has done. I want, us to, sh I want to show you how to respond to the greater grace we have received from God. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews 9, 11. And I'm reading 11 to 14. But Christ being come, an high priest of good things to come. And by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Keep going. Neither by the blood of goats or cows, but by his own blood he entered in 
once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Everybody say his own blood. Come on, shout it, his own blood. Now, so, in the Old Testament, where God made the Titan statutory, he made the statutory because any time these people were coming into the temple, the priest used to kill goats and sheep, sacrifice them, and use their blood to cover the sins of the people by putting the blood on the mercy seat and then also sacrifice these animals on the brazen altar and the, the sacrifice on the brazen altar burnt offerings on the brazen altar and then taking the blood into the holy of holies and putting it on the mercy seat their sins were covered by the blood of bulls and goats but the bible is saying in the book of hebrews here that in our case it is not the blood of bulls and goats but it is the blood of jesus christ himself now the people that were receiving the ordinary mere covering over of their sins but their sins were not washed away and they did not obtain eternal redemption or comprehensive redemption they were given 10 percent of whatever they had to god now in your case where you are receiving comprehensive salvation and redemption not by the blood of bulls and goats but by the blood of jesus christ himself if they who had an, a, a kind of a covering over of their sin which was less than your own you are receiving greater salvation greater redemption more comprehensive redemption eternal redemption and the ones that were receiving the inferior version the shadow of things to come because the sheep was a shadow of things to come their sacrifice was shadow of things to come and you are receiving the reality if the ones that were receiving the shadow were giving 10 percent then i think if you are responding you should be responding with more than the 10 percent you should be telling yourself that you know what if somebody who received the covering over of their sins by the blood of bulls and goats were given 10 percent i have received a greater redemption greater salvation more comprehensive salvation I will grow beyond the 10%. And I pray that God today, as you enter your personal covenant with God, that God will take you beyond that 10%. Because you see, I believe that the 10% is for believers who are just beginning their journey with Christ. You know, people normally shout, I don't believe in Titan. I don't believe in Titan. I don't believe in Titan. I'm just like them. The only thing is that in my case, I don't believe in it in the positive direction. In other words, I believe that God has done far more for me. And if the Old Testament people were giving 10%, I should be thinking about more than 10%. If I can. I said, if only I can. And by the grace of God, I can. By the grace of God, some of you can. By the grace of God, you can do more than 10%. There are some of you here who must outgrow that 10%. If you are the one, clap your hands even if you don't have money. Because if you don't have money, then you believe. Very soon, what you believe will come to pass. Receive it with a clap offering unto Jesus. Praise his name. So, the one... 
Now, for example, if I was coming to bless you, if I was coming to give you a gift, you are coming to me for dinner, and I killed a very small bird, Susu, small bird, and made the dinner for you. And then another person invited you for dinner. And he killed a turkey, Tolo Tolo, for your dinner. Which one will you thank more? You will thank the one who gave you the Tolo Tolo because that one is bigger. Now, bulls, goats, and sheep were slaughtered. And the people went to God with 10% and said, we thank you. And you received not the blood of bulls and goats, but the blood of Jesus himself. And you are telling me you are in the New Testament. That is true. The Old Testament people received less. And to say thank you, they carried their tithes and their offerings. You are in the New Testament and you've received more. I think you ought to be thanking God more. You ought to be thanking God in a greater manner. Uh, I'm not teaching a new doctrine that tight should be more than 10%. But if I'm you, I will not calculate that 10% on God. In fact, I've never. Even days when I was not working well, I didn't go to God on 10%. I always try to put something on top of it. And after that, you put an offering on it. He said, you have robbed me in tithes and offerings. I pray that God will touch your life. And make giving very easy. Now, we are just responding to God and look at one of the things that Jesus said. I'm jumping the other scripture in the book of Hebrews because I don't want to repeat myself. But forgiveness versus love. Everybody say forgiveness versus love. Now, come on, say it again forgiveness versus love. Now, those that are forgiving much, they love much. The people that are forgiving much, they love much. In the book of Luke chapter 7, we are told about Jesus Christ. A Pharisee asked him, he said, come and eat in my house. And Jesus went and sat down to eat and so on and so forth. Pushed towards the end of that text. So Jesus went to sit in the man's house to eat. And a woman who was a sinner, who had an alabaster box of ointment, came and poured the oil on Jesus' feet. But before then, she began to cry and she used her hair to wipe Jesus' feet. And she was kissing Jesus' feet with her mouth and wiping them with her hair. And then the Bible said that the Pharisee was sitting there and saying, if this man was a true prophet, he would have known that this woman who is kissing his feet and anointing them with oil is a sinner. And Jesus told the woman, told the man, he said, Simon, um, there is a situation in which a certain man had servants. One of the servants was owing him 500 pence and the other one was owing him 50 pence. Then after some time, they couldn't pay. So the master called the two of them and said, you owe me 500 pence. You two, you owe me 50 pence. Both of you, I forgive you your debt. Don't pay again. Then Jesus asked them a question, verse 42. Verse 42. He forgave them both. So Jesus said, Tell me therefore, which of them will love him most? 
the one who was forgiving 500 and the one who was forgiving 50 tell me which one will love him most verse number 43 Simon answered and said I suppose he to whom he forgave most and Jesus said unto him you have rightly judged verse 44 but he turned unto the woman and said unto her, Seest thou this woman? I entered into your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Verse 45. You gave me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I came, has not ceased to kiss my feet. Verse 46. My head with oil, thou didst not anoint. But this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Verse number 47. Therefore I say unto you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. To whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. To whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. To whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to tithing, all of us are responding to God. All of us. I grew up and I saw my father was an idol worshiper. Who used to sacrifice sheep, fowls to idols. I was an idol worshiper's son. That is how I grew up. In fact, I was being trained to take over my father's idols. Then God converted me when I was in sixth form. I gave my life to Christ, repented. Within a year, the hand of God was upon me. Within another year, I was carrying a Bible and preaching. Later on, my mother got born again. My father got born again and broke down all his idols and threw them away. Thank God, at the time when my father died, no uncle from anywhere came to say they are going to bury him or they are going to perform any local custom on him. The man was so comprehensively born again and forgiven that idol worshippers ran away from his corpse. My mother gave her life to Christ. A lot of my sisters and brothers are born again. God brought salvation to our family. So, we have been forgiven much. Therefore, loving God much is not a problem for me. I can tell you that anything I have in my hand, if God wants 100% of it, he should take it. If he wants 60% of it, he should take it. If he wants 80%, he should take it. I won't argue with him over time. So for me, the easiest thing to do is the 10%. It's so easy, I don't notice it. Because you see, I have been forgiven much. There are some of you, God forgave you little. You were born in the church. They dedicated you in the church. Hmm? Your father was a believer. Born again and talking in tongues. You've never done any bad thing before. There are some of you here, you've never even tasted pito before. You've never. You've never stolen before. You grew up as a very good boy. Morally nice girl. You don't even understand what forgiveness is. 
You started off in the Sunday school in that room. And you grew up and were promoted into the pews in the church. So you are a Jesus Christ dadaba. But I tell you, if Jesus took you from a disco and took you from weed smokers and you were pushing truck and he pushed you from, he pulled you out of Toroko pushers and he took you from weed smokers and from a den of thieves and you were sick and lying in the hospital and nearly died and God came and healed you and took you out of the mighty clay and set your feet upon the rock to stay. Ah, if you were the kind that used to see your father and mother fighting every day and now you are married and there is no war in your family and you know that God has forgiven you big time when God says tight you don't argue with him because you have been forgiven so much that the least you can, you can do is to do your tight because you've been forgiven much may the Lord touch your life and may you remember where you are coming from if you remember where you are coming from you will not argue with God when it comes to tithing. 